<laughs> amen, amen. Well, I love singing about uh, look what the Lord has done. I love that. And I just, it, it just keeps coming to me. Look at what the Lord has done. Look at what the Lord has done. Look at what he's done. Look what he's done in me. Look what he's done in you. Look what he's going to do. If, you, if, if you're here for the first time or you're just committing to the Lord, let me tell you, look at what he does. He has got big things for you. And I am so excited. I am so excited. So, Lord, we just come to you this morning, Lord. Yes. Oh, Father God, we thank you, Lord, because we see what you've done, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord, that you're a redeemer, Lord, and yes, you're a healer, you are, Lord, and you're a restorer, Lord. Yes. Oh, look at what you've done, Lord. Oh, look at what you've done, Jesus. You've paid the price, Lord. Yes. Oh, you've paid it all, Lord, and we love you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. You're our redeemer and our savior and our healer, Lord, our restorer, Lord. Oh, look what you've done, Lord. Oh, come and have your way in our life, Lord, because we know, Lord, what you've got better is better for us than anything we could ever want, Lord. Oh, what you've got for us is better, Lord. Oh, Lord, we trust you and we love you, Lord, and our soul longs for you, Lord. Oh, my heart longs for you, Lord. Yes. Oh, stir up a hunger in us, Lord, this morning, Lord. Oh, because we want you, Lord, and we want to give you all the glory, Lord. And we look at what you've done, Lord. Oh, Lord God, I thank you for your song this morning, Lord. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that you put a song in our heart, Lord. And that we bless your name. We yes, bless we you when it's hard, right. Lord. And we bless you we in the good you, times, Lord. Lord. Because we know that you're doing something, Lord. Come and have your way in this people, Lord. Oh, we long for you, Lord. Come and have your way, Lord. Because we know you've got a better way than we do, Lord. Oh, come and have your way, Lord. We open our hearts to you, Lord. And we open up our lives, Lord. Because we long for you, Lord. We desire you, Lord. Oh, come and have your way, Lord. Come and have your way in each person here, Lord. Oh, you've got a good plan, Lord. You've got a good plan, yes, Lord. Do. And we lean in this morning, Lord. Yes, we do, Lord. Oh, we press in this morning, Lord. Yes, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I don't know a prayer that really flows with the Holy Spirit and really prays that doesn't come right off of praying and feel like they've done the wrong thing. It happens to my mother. It happens to my wife. You guys don't think that, do you? No, you don't have to make yourself stop. You know what? It may be a little bit uncomfortable, but let me tell you, life is all about being uncomfortable. If you're not uncomfortable now, just give it a few days. Something will happen, and you'll get uncomfortable again. Many of you may today, this first time here, or it's been your first few times here, and we kind of got with it with worship. Maybe a little bit uncomfortable. Good. The next time, it won't be so uncomfortable. We are a spirit-filled Baptist church, which, which sounds like an oxymoron. But yet we are spirit-filled. We believe in the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And that means sometimes we don't just read the words off the sheet. Sometimes God wants to move. 
And I, let me tell you, going to two services or changing anything with our church service is not going to remove the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be a part of that. I want to go where God's going. And look around you. We've got a good group of people this morning. Look at this. Bless you for being here. And it's still spring break. You shouldn't be here. You should be out living it up. Let me tell you, there's no better living it up than right here in the presence of God. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I, sometimes I want to put the natural um, in, into things that God wants to do. But I'm telling you, when I, when I was singing, and I was kind of, I don't know if it was spontaneous singing or prophetic singing, but regardless, it was it was God. But I just about passed out. I don't know if anybody saw me. Um, I just about went down. Now, maybe it's because I haven't ate breakfast. You know, I want to put the natural onto it, and is it a blood sugar thing? But I want you to know the presence of God is here. It's tangible. It's real. And it's time, if you're battling with something, to speak it out of your mouth. In the name of Jesus, I believe and I receive. It's time for healing. It's time for healing. It's time for the dry bones to get breathed on and come alive. Come on, get alive. God is alive. See if y'all remember this. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Your part. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. All together. Hallelujah, praise ye the Lord. Amen. That's my old school, um, what would we call that, full gospel coming out of me. My parents used to drag me to these full gospel meetings. and All I remember is this one banner that just said, his banner over me is love. And I was like, I don't, I don't get that. At an at a old hotel in McMinnville, which you probably wouldn't even know there was a hotel there, but going to those full gospel meetings. I want to encourage you, parents. It gets into those children, whether you think it is or not. It gets in. You know, let me, let me give a shout-out, and I'm about to waste all my time. Wednesday night, Bible drills for first through sixth grade. I'm telling you, it will, it will not just change your child's life. It will change your life. It will change your life. And it's stuff that goes in that can't be taken away from them. And when the enemy comes and tries to take them away from you as they start getting older and getting into the teenage years, that word is there. We need adult Bible drills, to be honest with you. I mean, we can quote probably two scriptures. Jesus wept. And John 3.16. We can kind of get the rest of them. Some of them right, but probably not the whole thing. You know, every now and then we try, to, we try to step out there. But we need God's word down deep so that when the enemy comes, we're not grasping. We're solid. The, words, the, word, the word of God is the most solid thing. It is the solid thing to stand on. And it won't waver. In the time of trouble, it won't waver. Your word or a doctor's word or the president's word or our Congress or our economy is not the same as God's word. 
Get the word in you. God's love. Um, let me just say real quick, too, we had over 50 in our group that went to acquire the fire. One of our, I think it's our second largest group. And um, that's a large part of the donations that you guys made for kids to give them that opportunity. And um, Bless you for doing that. Um, I'm hoping, I hope to go this, this year and I didn't make it. I will, either me or Elizabeth will go next year because we're going to have a child in the youth. So we tend to participate where our kids go. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Or I'm looking forward to my wife enjoying it. So, all right. Does anybody remember what we talked about last week? Good. Pastor Zach and I are trying to rewrite a song um, by Jason Mraz called I'm Yours. And uh, we're going we're gonna to do it. We're going to do it for the church. We're going to change the words up a little bit. But it's all about be- saying I'm yours. And it's all about love, love, love. We are such in a world that needs love. And not worldly love. Worldly love doesn't get it done. The world is screaming out, love me. Some of you may not even want to admit it. But you were created to be loved. The misunderstanding is that we don't fully understand that God's love is personal for us. We've heard, and as I said last week, love is big. God's love is universal. But is it personal? Have I really claimed it for myself? This morning in worship, that touch was was corporate, but it was also personal. God was touching me. God wants to get personal with you. You know, we want to think that we go through salvation and then it's over. You know, when I talked to you all last week about the, the, ten, the, the, the talents, and it might have been Sunday night, how God, gives, God gave to three, to three uh, individuals. Um, ten talents, five talents, and one talent. And the one with ten talents went out and made twenty. The one with five talents went out and made ten. But the one with one talent went and buried it in the ground. And what I forgot to, to tie in together for you is salvation, that is, that is a picture not just of financial blessing or natural talents or spiritual talents, but also of salvation. That God gives you this gift and he expects you to grow it. He doesn't expect you to get saved and baptized and bury your head in the sand and in five years be the same one. God, I knew you to be a a, a tough man. And I knew if if it wasn't exactly the way it was supposed to be that you'd, you'd get on to me. And what does the master say? You don't know me at all. I'm going to take that away from you. Now, I'm not going to go down the road of saying taking salvation away, but you are not to be the same person today that you were yesterday. Don't bury your life in the sand. Don't get saved and repent and never repent again. Does salvation mean you never sin again? Wouldn't that be great? Take a lot of problems away. But that's not the case. The blood of Jesus gives you the power over sin. But you still have the right to make some choices on your own. Believe me, I have sinned since I was saved. You know, up until I was five years old, I don't even know how much sin and I could have done. It would, couldn't have been too major. I mean, I was probably not the best kid, but I mean, what kind of trouble do you get into at five? Huh? I didn't eat my peas. That's my big story. I'd stand up and go, ta-da, and 
Squeeze him. Forgive me. God forgave me for that. Mom and dad need to forgive me. Don't bury yourself in the sand. You know, God's moved in you this morning. Maybe even made you a little uncomfortable. Maybe even made you question a little bit. What is this all about? Don't shut it off. Get in God's word and see if it lines up with God's word. If it doesn't, go the other direction. But if it does, grab hold of it. You can't explain it all. In fact, try to explain salvation to me. Yet it's one of the most truthful things I know in my heart. You can tell me 2 plus 2 equals 4, but I'll tell you, I know I'm saved more than I know that 2 plus 2 equals 4. I can't can't explain it. Sometimes you just can't explain it. You've just got to give yourself to it. And I give myself to God and everything that he wants to do in me. But God's love is so big. It's so big. We can't even grasp the vastness of God's love. Last week we looked at some masks that peer as God's love. Um, Not God's love, that peer as love. These really are things that we gain earthly love from. Accomplishment or performance. We feel like if we'll go out here and accomplish this thing or do something, achieve something, we'll get love from it. You know what? We do get a little bit, don't we? We get recognition. We get patted on the back. Maybe people. I use this example of our kids. Sometimes we receive a little love when our kids do something great. Make the straight A honor roll or or hit a home run or do something great. And, and people come up and give us a little bit of love for that. Next is self-pity. I put myself down so someone else will pick me back up. You ever done that? Amen. Y'all got quiet on me. Position. If I can just get that job, if I can just get that spot, then maybe people will love me a little bit more. Y'all get that attention. Affection or touch. You know what, and I've said this over and over, sex is not love. And we go looking for it in the wrong direction. We look for it in affection. We look for it in pleasure. If I can just get to that next vacation, if I can just get that next fix, if I can just get that next high, or possessions, stuff, if I can just get that stuff, like uh, the little Roberts, I'm sorry, the Roberts youth this morning talked about that ice cream. You just get that ice cream. You know, and I've seen in my kids, when my older ones want to get something, the younger ones want to get the same thing. To try to get the same attention. You know, we see something, ooh, that looks so pretty. Well, all of a sudden the younger one goes, well, I want that. Why do they want that? So we'll say, they're so pretty. So we'll get the same response. And the final one is, is really directed toward kids is sometimes they need attention so bad that they'll get negative attention just as long as they get attention. Just give me attention. Have you seen that? Okay. The problem with these is they're temporary. They will not sustain you. Why are these temporary? Because it creates a thirst for more that can't be quenched because there is a limit to human love. There's a limit to human love. One of the name of, of God, one of the names of God that uh, that God gave us is Jehovah Rohi, which means I am the God that shepherds you. God referred to himself as a shepherd, and because he cared for us, and because he cares for us, we have no wants. What does that mean? What do you mean we have no wants? 
in John 10. Jesus in the New Testament, Jesus, God in the flesh, called himself the shepherd. He said, I am the good shepherd who is willing to die for the sheep. A love that is willing to die. A love that leaves us with no wants. That's the type of love that God has for us and he wants you and I to experience. That he's willing to die for us and that he can give us a life with no wants. Sounds too good to be true. The only thing I don't like about this scripture is that we are referred to as sheep. If anybody's been here for a couple of years, I've done a little bit of a study on sheep. Sheep are not smart. They're dumb. Very dumb. Have you ever seen sheep in the circus? No. Because they're too dumb. Have you ever seen a sheep walk? They don't bend their knees. But they have knees. They just haven't figured it out yet. And hundreds of times in the Bible, we are referred to as sheep. It's like God saying, you want to know the way the body of Christ works? Study sheep. A sheep farmer will tell you this, that sheep require endless attention because they are easily strayed. I wonder why we're called sheep. Think about how easily we get off task. We come in here, and and, and let me encourage you youth, you've just gone through an experience. It's going to be easy to get off that task. We go through things where people changed our life. Graphs and Gagne's, we come back on fire. It's hard to keep that fire. Sammy Talent, I don't know where you are. It's hard to keep that fire, but I believe you're going to keep it. I stood up in front of my peers last night and uh, had to give a, I, I gave a prayer over a, um, a benefit for a per, uh, one of my classmates that has cancer. And uh, a comedian went on before me from my, cla- from my class. And um, then they announced me, Pastor Paul Ramsey from Church on the Hill. And you could hear people go, oh. <laughs> And you'd think, you know, being around here, that people would know, but they had no idea. And I said, y'all thought that was the comedy act. You know, when y'all heard that, I'm sure many of you were, were thinking, what in the world has going on and I just shared you know I was a passionate high schooler just passionate for the wrong things but I was passionate I went after it full tilt if y'all know me I don't I usually don't mess around if I get into something I get into it big time that's why I got to watch what I get into thank you my wife just thumbed up that one it is, it's true, I, I, I pretty much sell out, but what I told that group is, I was sold out to the wrong thing. But you need to take that passion and sell out to God. I'm telling you, it is the, it's the bomb. In the words of Randy Jackson, it's the bomb. That was the bomb. You can't get, you can't get the same thing out of watching American Idol that you can get in the presence of God. Don't try, to, don't try to 
remove yourself. You, you try to escape life through TV. Let me tell you, escape life in the presence of God. Boy, that's good. That was free. I don't know where that came from. We'll just say that was the Holy Spirit. We try to escape. You know, I watch TV sometimes just to escape. Just to get my mind off of things. I think that's a lot of reasons why youth do video games. They got so much on their mind, and it's, an, it's a release. It's an escape. Boy, we need to direct where our escapes wind up because it's scary. It's scary where we can wind up. I wonder why we're called sheep because it's scary where we can wind up. When we get our arms around God's love and we know it's personal and it has our name on it, we can live a life with, uh, with no wants. Not getting as far as I want to tonight. How can I have no wants tonight, this morning? Because, catch this, God knows you. Now, now don't, don't let that go over your head. He knows everything about you. He knows everything you've done. He knows everything you've thought. He knows everything you're going to do. And he still loves you. It is impossible for me to do anything that would remove God's love. You know, when we can truly grasp the fact that God loves me, even in the bad times, makes me want to do good. We had our kids at my father-in-law's this weekend, and I got up in the morning, and uh, it was the morning to leave, and all four of my kids were cleaning up their room, made their beds, packed their stuff, and had it all ready to go. Why? Not because it looked great. Not because it was the right thing to do, but because they knew their daddy would be happy. I don't want to say they did it because I love them so much that they responded to that. But when we truly know God loves us, we want to please him. When we truly can grasp the fact that it doesn't even matter if I go out here and go on a binge. You know, the, one of the big reasons why I drank so much is because my parents told me not to do it. But then I got to the age where I realized they don't have that control over me. And even though I put their life through hell, they still love me. So where's my motivation? It's gone. They love me. Why would I want to do that? Can, can you follow it? I did it because I didn't know their love. But when I knew their love, the sting was gone. When I know God's love, Sometimes those things that are enticing us to sin go away because I've got his love. This may be too big to grasp. I don't know. I'm kind of going out on a limb here with you. But if we can receive God's love, the things that are trying to pull us away kind of fade away. Because God starts directing you. He starts taking you where you're supposed to be. And the shepherd starts doing the shepherd's job. He's trying to do the shepherd, but we're out here running all over the place. And he's chasing after us with that big rod that is love. I need that rod in place. I need him taking care of me even when I start to stumble. I, I talked last night, and I'll just close here. Um, I, I read the scripture, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, 
and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits, for he forgives our iniquities and he heals all of our diseases. I need in that circle. If you want the benefits of Express Lube, a job that I'm a part of, you've got to be in that circle. You're not going to get those benefits outside of it. You need to sell out to God. You need to sell out and you need to get inside the, the, the ring of the shepherd. God can't keep from loving you, but you can choose to go outside of the circle. You've got to get in. And it does cost you something. Just like Randall Graff talked about pride. It costed him his pride. But boy, what the place, what a, what a way to go. It may have cost me something, but look what I got. And you can't, it, you know, we see that MasterCard commercial. When you give up something and God replaces that, that something that just got gave up, priceless. Priceless. And we want to use our little minds to kind of compute that. It's, it, it's not priceless. It was paid with a big price. And that price was paid for you. Priceless. John 10 says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. If you've been questioning whether God knows you, God knows you. God knows your problems. God even knows how many hairs are on your head. Nothing is too petty for him. The Lord is righteous and in all his ways, in all his ways and loving toward all he has made. God is love. And God loves all he has made.